What's poppin'? Who you a Brand new whip, just hopped in. Hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Today is Thursday, August 19th? 20th. 20th. I don't keep track anymore these Nobody days. Nobody does. All I know is there's baseball on. Uh, here are your hosts, CJ, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Derek, here for episode six of In Foul Territory. In Foul Territory. We are in, what, week five of the season? Four? Some, yeah, I think week five. Week I think we're five. going into week five right now. We're going into week five, and, uh, you know, we're... We're starting to get a little bit more normal, I think. Yeah, back to I, realism a little bit. We've got no COVID cases, thankfully. Uh, you know, we're back. We're back to normal. It feels normal. There's no fans or anything, but we feel normal. Normal to a point. To yeah. Probably the extent that we can feel normal with everything going on. I think we feel. This is normal. the most normal this year has felt. Yeah. In a long time. Yep. There was no outbreaks. Yeah. There was just some random guy in California that got the bubonic plague. That's it. I did see that. That's uh It's a scare tactic. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's really not that difficult to beat if it's not the 1400s. Exactly, cuz we have like medicine now and they did yeah, not. Yeah. They had people wearing get, you know, those bird masks and shit like that. Yeah, the, the like, plague little, doctors. The witch doctors or yeah. whatever they were called. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're uh we're getting there. We, uh, it was a busy week. There it was, was a relatively busy week. There was a couple things. There was some interesting was, things. Yeah. Um, I want to start off with probably a little bit of a standings review. Okay. Maybe our weekly awards. Okay. So maybe we can get into that. Let's get into that. Let's do it. So, so uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you can go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Okay. I'll right. go ahead. Go. I'll go ahead. All right. So we talked about it in multiple episodes now. Uh, we had Arisers and Fallers, right? Mm-hmm. We had, or well, I had, Tampa Bay on the rise, Colorado on the fall. Now we talked about this last week, but now I want to elaborate on it because it's coming even more so true. You're looking at the Rays right now. They're a half game out of first place behind the Yankees. They were, I think, five and seven. That that episode that we did that. Yep, two weeks ago. And now, what is their record? They are. They're seventeen and nine. Seventeen and nine. Right now, they're ahead of the Yankees actually by half. Because they won today. Yeah, they just won today. They're nine and one in their last ten. Uh, they won five in a row. The Rays, like I called it, they're going to be a team that's on the rise. I knew that their pitchers were going to start stepping up. Their hitters were going to start getting hot. We got Brandon Lau right now who's one of the top hitters in the league in terms of average, and he's hitting for some good power, too. I think he's in the top ten for, I think, home runs. He's got, like, eight, seven or eight, I think. Mm -hmm. But those Rays, they're looking pretty good. Oh, yeah. They look great. And, uh, you know, you you hit the nail right on the head when you said the Rays were going to rise because we all knew that team was good. But they were off to a shaky start. Their offense was not producing. And their pitchers, guys like Morton and Snell, were looking not up to their normal form. Not at all. But, I mean, they just went to New York and swept the Yankees in three games. The Yankees were 10-0 at home before that. They just dominated. And the Rays just, yeah, they're on a different planet right now. They're on a different level. The yeah. The Rays right now. Mm-hmm. I know. They're, they're hitting. They're 
pitching that bullpen is nasty uh there's nothing i'm scared of more than losing to the rays in the seventh inning or later because at you have no chance at this point in this season you don't no because they have so many arms yeah from nick anderson to uh what jose alvarado jose alvarado and diego castillo always mm-hmm. get their names flipped up yeah with the last fireballers too yeah they got some heat. Alvarado is nasty. Yeah, he is. He throws like 101 with that nasty slider. Yeah, that guy's disgusting. Oh, yeah. And a uh, quick little thing about the Rays. Uh, last week, I made a prediction that uh, G-Man Choi was going to hit a cycle. And uh, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, I made a hit with the the Rays on the rise, but I definitely made a terrible pick. So I'd just like to admit to that horrible mistake. Please G-Man do. Choi. Um, he was two for 17 this week. Um, that's pretty bad. He didn't even get enough hits to have a cycle throughout yeah. the whole week. So I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought it'd be a cool prediction to make because if it happened, how cool would that be? That'd be great. It'd be awesome to see, you know, big guy, first baseman gets a cycle. That'd be awesome to see. Uh, my weekly prediction was that Aaron Judge was going to have two multi-home run games. And instead of doing that, he went on the IL. Yeah. So mine was probably worse. Uh, yeah, your do guy you re- got hurt. Do you remember? I think it was either last episode or the episode before. We I were think talking I about, about teams being relatively healthy. Yep. I said, you know what team has been pretty healthy so far, which we wouldn't expect the Yankees. The Yankees. And I tried so hard to not jinx myself. You said, no, great. Now I'm going to jinx myself. I know. And I you tr- did. I tried to do it to reverse the jinx, and it didn't work. And now, even after today, like Stanton, Judge, DJ. Glaber got hurt in this game today. Britain hurt. Britain. Tommy Canley is already done for the year. Now you're now you're on your second hand. Six. That's, That's six. That's six of like the best players. That's six of our like ten best players. It's happening again. The Yankees just can't stay healthy. It hurts. They're cursed. I'm really starting to think they're cursed because they, it hurts. They might need to move out of New York. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's not gonna happen. Absolutely not. They need something. They I don't I hate it. It's, you jinxed them. You jinxed them. You called it. I went. I I tracked back. I did everything I possibly could to not jinx it. So I don't think it's my fault. I think the Yankees no, are cursed. No, it was not your fault. No, it was no. my fault. I mean, with with the last five years, how it's gone, even maybe longer than the last five years, the health of the Yankees. How could you not bring it up because they've been healthy? I mean, it, it all started with surprise. It all started with Jeter's ankle in 2012. After that, it's all been a fucking train wreck. <laughs> At uh, least they're good in the regular season and they have a good record. But then they can't do anything because they play against a team that cheats. Well, yeah. They're like Peyton Manning. Exactly. They're like the Peyton Manning Colts of the uh, Major League Baseball. Yep. Or of the Major League Baseball? I think you... Yeah. You know, of I mean, Major sounds, League Baseball. Yeah. It's like when people say the MLB. And it, yeah. like, kind of, it sounds right. But right. then you say, like, ooh, the Major League Baseball. Like, it doesn't hmm. sound right, but I guess it kind of is. The majors. The major yeah. leagues. Better. I saw a a Twitter. I saw there was a Twitter argument going around about that, like a couple weeks ago or something like that. About the word the. About like I hate people that say the MLB. It doesn't make sense. It's like oh, interesting. Oh, very interesting thing to be mad about. Oh yeah, they'll argue about anything on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) Um, another interesting thing looking at the standings. Uh, one week was a little too early for my prediction, but my riser. 
it's looking pretty good. The Cleveland Indians are in second place. Yeah. They're 15-9 and nine now. Yeah, they're playing some good ball. They've won seven of their last ten. They've won five in a row. They look good. They do look good. It also helps they play the Tigers. Yeah, who which, uh, we'll talk about them in a minute here. But, oh, yeah, we'll talk about the Tigers. Um, What, Indians won 20 in a row against the Tigers at this point? I believe, it got, I believe yeah. Is it 21 20, now? Or was that last game the 20th in I a think row? the last one was the 20th. Because I think it started and we won like the mm-hmm. first game of the series and then from that point on. Yeah, for the last couple years or the last year, at least year. Because yeah. I think last year they swept us eighteen zero. Because if they've won twenty, because it was a three game series, you probably won game one last year, and then yeah. just lost seventeen in a row. Yep, and lost the first that's, series. Yep. 20, yeah, that's bad. Uh, you know, Cleveland profited from that matchup, obviously. Uh, mm. you know what else did we have for our risers and did we do risers and fallers last week? No. I think no. we, we just stuck with ours. But um I think so we just on, touched on it. Yeah. yeah. So on the back end, we were just talking about those were our risers, our mm-hmm. fallers. Um I was pretty spot on with this one too. My fall was the Colorado Rockies. Yep. They started super hot. They were I believe eleven and three at the time of that episode. Mm-hmm. And right now they're thirteen and eleven. Yeah. Colorado is struggling. They have lost three in a row. They've uh they're two and eight in their last ten. The pitching is just letting them down like I knew it would. They're playing Colorado baseball like we knew they would. And it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, I saw it coming. I'm sure a lot of other people saw it coming mm-hmm. that they weren't going to be able to keep up the pace that they had. Yeah, I thought they would be off to a good enough start that even if they didn't keep up that same pace, they would still contend and like obviously right now they are still technically in a playoff spot they're in second place in their division but san diego's hot on their tail i think they're both tied yeah they're both four games back of the dodgers technically Mm -hmm. uh san diego looks like has played two extra games yeah yeah but yeah i mean you look at the last 10 colorado's in two two and eight in their last 10 games yeah they are one of the coldest teams in the league right now they hit the ground running they have just yeah. They hit a brick wall. Oh, yeah. There's not a better example of a team that has started so hot and mm-hmm. gotten so cold right next to each other. Like, since they were 11-3, and three, they've only won two more games. And that was, yeah. like, two or three episodes ago. Yeah. I, their last 10 years, yeah, they were they were 11-3, and three, and since then they're 2-8. and eight. Now yeah. they're 13-11. <laughs> That's just... Yeah. They're not playing good baseball. No, I mean, and uh, they're, they're not that great of a team no. this year. Uh, they have really good prospects, obviously Brennan Rogers, and mm-hmm. uh, they have a couple of good pitching prospects that are getting pretty close to the majors. But this, nobody expected them to compete this year. Or no, absolutely not. Well, could they make a playoff spot in this funky year? Yeah, for sure. They're not that bad, but they are. They're not going to be the team that goes, you know, wins seven of their ten, eight of their ten. You know, exactly. Uh, what my faller was the Chicago Cubs. Yep. Uh, did not look great to start. No. That was a bad pick. It still is a bad pick, but uh, you can see in their last 10, they're 5-5. Five five. Yeah, they've, they've been playing some shaky it, ball yeah. recently. It's uh, Their wins have been close. They, they haven't been playing exactly the way that they have when they started the season. Uh, Red Hot, uh, yeah, they're still on the top, 16-8. and eight. Um, Milwaukee's creeping up four, uh, four games behind. St. Louis now has returned to action. Uh, they're four and a half back. Um, so they still do got a, a bit of a hold on that lead. 
but uh, seeing as they're five and five, um, they're slowing down. They're not yeah. they're not dropping yet, but they're slowing down. Which uh, so that was probably like a long term pick. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a we're falling right now kind of pick. That was a it's going to take some time, but you don't expect them to keep up the first place pace. Yeah, and I, I don't expect them to really lose that first place spot. Mm-hmm. I don't think. As of this point, I don't think so either. No, because like St. Louis is the only team that I saw competing for that top spot. Right. And at this point, I mean, St. Louis is six and seven. They have so many games to catch up to really on. Do. It's going to wear. It's going to be a while, and it's going to wear them out. They already don't have Miles Mikolas, right? Who this lost for the year? Jack Flaherty's not coming back, mm-hmm. but or not Jack Flaherty, um, the reliever. Oh, uh, fireballer. Yeah, Jordan Jack, Hicks. Jordan Hicks. That's the one. Jordan Hicks. Yeah, Jordan Hicks is gone. Um, they're they're not bad, but they're not. they they're gonna have to play so many games. It's really gonna catch up to them, I think. Uh, Milwaukee at eleven eleven is a bit of a surprise. Uh, they'll probably, I mean, I've been spot on for that that one. I think yeah. every single week, every time we go to record a podcast, they're Milwaukee even. is five hundred. Yeah, and you had them thirty and thirty, right? I had them thirty yeah. and thirty. They're right on pace. <laughs> I just should have flipped Chicago and St. Louis. It would have been perfect. Yeah. So, on another end of the standings, I think we need to get to this. Uh, we were talking about Colorado is one of the coldest teams, but uh, without a doubt, there's one team that stands alone when we're talking about ice cold teams. We're talking about the Detroit Tigers. I was hoping you were going to say another team. <laughs> but maybe we'll talk about that one after the Tigers. The Tigers. After such a miracle start to the season, we are I don't think we hit first place, but we were we were in like second place. You were right there. Up. We were 9-7. and seven, And then C.J. Crone got hurt. Now he's out mm-hmm. for the season. He's getting knee surgery. We're 0-7. Now 0-8, I believe, since Crone got hurt. Yep. We've lost eight in a row. 2-8. Our last 10 we're playing really bad baseball right now and uh we're only a half game ahead of last place kansas city in the central we're playing some awful baseball that would have been a good pick for a faller but you didn't expect them to be at the top anyway exactly. so you knew it wasn't gonna last right so that was kind of just like a, it was a given it was a given you knew it was gonna happen i'm i'm surprised that they've lost eight in a row but we all knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. This team wasn't going to contend for a no. playoff spot. The team really shouldn't even be trying to contend for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. You have so much more help that you need to get. You might as well cut your losses, see if the young guys can play, and, you know, just take what you can get this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean... It could be worse. It absolutely could be you worse. you got to remember that. It could be worse. Absolutely. They still don't have the worst record in uh, the American League. They don't. They do not. That's reserved for my team that I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. That's the Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox are 7-18. and 18. They have won one of their last nine games, which was uh, yesterday, last night. Uh, that team, they've given up 159 runs. I did not see that. that they're the coldest team, not the Tigers. They are the worst team they're in baseball, the worst. I think. The Pirates are really bad, but the Pirates are trying to lose. The Red Sox team is just bad. Yeah. I saw a stat a couple of days ago. I think it was right before Boston played their series against the Yankees. 
Uh, so they've allowed, at that point, they had allowed like 146 runs or something like that. From 1999 to 2002, Pedro Martinez allowed 140 runs. This Red Sox team has allowed more runs through 25 games than Pedro Martinez did over three years. Wow. Is that not crazy? That's pretty crazy. First of all, Pedro Martinez is an absolute madman for those stats. Yep. Second of all, Boston is horrible. Emphasis on the horrible. Emphasis on the horrible. With a capital H-O-R-R-I-B-L-E. Yep. They are bad. They're, they won two, they've won 28% of their games. That's horrible. Now, on our first episode, everybody called me crazy because I said the Boston Red Sox were going to go 20 and 40. And I said the same, same you prediction. You had the same prediction. Everyone said that we were crazy. They said, the, Boston's not good. But look at us now. They're 7 and 18. They're, they've won one game in their last, like, ten. Mm-hmm. They didn't even start like, out hot or anything. No. Like, they didn't. They, they've been consistently mediocre. Yeah. Now, honestly, at this point, they might not even hit 20 wins. That might be my candidate to win 12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if honestly. you won 28%, they're going to win, like, that's 15 games, 16 games. Yeah. That's really, really bad. Their run differential right now, minus 49. Yeah. And if I take a quick peek, that's got to be the worst in baseball, I think. Uh, looks like it is by one. Yeah. Mine says by seven. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I missed Seattle. Yeah. Seattle's minus 48. Yeah. Pittsburgh's minus 42. Mm. That's. So they're right there with Seattle. And, and the run differential. Or differential mm-hmm. um, it's the pitching. We knew it was going to be the pitching for Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got some good hitters. They've got a couple holes in their lineup with guys that, you know, that are not really well known. Yeah, you've got guys like Jose Peraza and Jonathan Arauz in the lineup sometimes, but yeah, there's like some just fillers, you know. And like Jackie Bradley Jr. has never been able to hit or anything, but you still have Xander, Michael Chavis, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez. That's three MVP caliber players right there. Yeah, it just goes to show, and uh, um. The Tigers back in 2012 were a prime suspect of this. You can have as, as good of hitters as you want. If you don't have pitching, you're not going to win anything. Pitching wins championships. Absolutely. It's just like defense. Defense yep. wins championships. Pitching wins championships. Yes, it does. You don't go to the World Series without having good pitchers, yeah. and they don't have a single good pitcher on that team. Yeah, absolutely. You can win with great pitchers and not so great hitters, but you can't win with great hitters and no pitchers. You Look can't. at like the twenty ten Giants, twenty twelve Giants, twenty fourteen yeah. Giants. Exactly. All the Giants. <laughs> Every Giants team. Great best, pitching, terrible hitters. hitters. You know, Pablo Sandoval. They had Buster, Buster Posey. Posey. Pablo Sandoval never even really played in the regular season. He always just came alive in the playoffs. Exactly. Buster Posey led that team offensively. Right. And they just had role players step up a little bit mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and that was it. Which is pretty amazing. It was, and they just had really good pitching. Lincecum, mm-hmm. Matt Cain, uh, the other guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had, like, Tim Lincecum, Matt Cain. Uh, they, had a, they had a third but guy. Tim Hudson? No, Tim Hudson, was I think, was a little bit later. Yeah, I think it was. Maybe, there. like, 2014, that team. I think so. Not the first couple. There's one other really good one that we're missing here. There was. Um, Barry Zito might have been there for a minute. 
don't remember when uh, he retired. I don't think he was there for those World Series. He might have been earlier than that. I think he was earlier than um, that. Um, there's, there's one big one that we're missing here. Gosh, I don't know who it is. It might come to us. It might. I don't know. But uh, same with like Kansas City in 2015. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City had what Cueto and Jordano right. Ventura. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace, Ordano. Plus, they had they were kind of the start of that. Oh, you need a bullpen to yeah. win a World Series. They really did, kind and of. And that's like okay. Now yeah. everybody's doing it. Starter goes five, then you just yank them no matter what. Bullpen. Yep. Doesn't even matter if they've given up one hit, eight strikeouts, pull them out. There's managers that will. You could have a perfect game through five. They're like, nope, you're out. Yeah. Bring in, bring in the lefty. Just because like, it's playoffs, done. and that's yeah. That's that's something that's so interesting about baseball. I think it's really weird. It's it's so weird, but it's interesting. It's like it's, um, when Wade Miley started that game for the Brewers like two years ago in the playoffs. He allowed a walk to the first guy, and they just yeah. yanked him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's why we it's have like, the stupid three-batter minimum rule now. Mm-hmm. All because of the damn Brewers. Freaking Wade Miley. Wade Miley. I don't know. I hate that. I hate that rule a lot, but <laughs> it's that's the only reason they got that rule is because of Wade Miley. Yeah. Um... Interesting riser is the Houston Astros. Yeah. They have won seven in a row, and I'm scared. They're getting hot. I don't like it. They're getting hot. They are not healthy. No. At all. Nope. They stink. I don't know how they just won seven in a row. Jordan Alvarez has played one game this year. Came off the the IL, played one game, hit a homer, went right back on the IL. He's having season-ending knee surgery. Yeah, he's done. Verlander, we haven't heard I haven't even heard him. any news. Yeah. It seems like he's done for a while. There yeah. isn't even like, hey, he's going to start throwing right. in a month. I haven't heard anything about him. Heard nothing. Grinky has been lights out. He's yeah. the only thing keeping that starting rotation alive mm-hmm. at any point. Um, Jose Altuve's been bad. Bregman, I think, is hurt. George yeah, Springer's so. been non-existent. Yeah. Correa's been good. Brantley's been good. Yeah. That's like it. <laughs> but somehow they won seven in a row. I, don't, I know. They just got guys stepping up. It's just, yeah. I Like guys like Kyle Tucker, I think, hit a walk-off yeah. like a couple days ago. Right. Just got little role players are stepping up. And yeah. And that's all it takes sometimes in baseball. We all knew it was going to happen. But right. that was before everybody on that team got hurt. Mm-hmm. Now that they're doing it with, like, everybody hurt or at least banged up it's like wow this is what's going on here yeah they're a scary team that lineup is terrifying Mm -hmm. i don't want to see that team come october at all but thankfully uh oakland is still in first place in that division two and a half games not a lot but still got the lead uh basically it's just between those two teams Oh, yeah, there's nobody else. The rest of that division is a pile of garbage right now. Yep. Texas has been a decent surprise, being 10-13. and 13. I mean, that's nothing great, but... I'd say, if anything, that's a disappointment. Because last really? year, they weren't that bad. Especially with that that's rotation. True. And then they did go and get, like, Corey Kluber. Yeah. So Which, I mean, he's sense. hurt. I yeah. think he's probably done for the year. He had a shoulder injury or whatever. Mm-hmm. The lineup has been really bad. Yeah. I mean, their run differential's... Minus 30. Yeah. They've only scored 88 runs. That's probably... I think that's the worst. That might be the worst. That is the worst in the American League. That is the second worst, third worst. If it wasn't for, like, St. Louis, because they've only played 13 games, theirs is the the worst. Yeah. 
other than St. Louis, Pittsburgh scored 78 and Miami scored 79, which mm-hmm. they both played. Or well, Pittsburgh's played the same amount, but Miami's played less, and then St. Louis has obviously played you know 13 games. Other yeah. than that, yeah, there's one team that's played the same amount, just a full season so far, that has scored less runs. That's bad. Yes, it is. Uh, Angels, Angels, honestly, might be the biggest disappointment of the season so far. They're. I, I predicted them. They were going to go 38 and 22. Now that was a bad. Mistake. That's. Terrible. That was why. That was my one big miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, when you're predicting standings, you know, you're going to have misses. That yeah. was a big one for me because I was I was thinking that they were going to be a team that kind of surprised everyone, um, bringing in Anthony Rendon, mm-hmm. um, pairing him with Mike Trout, and the rest of that lineup, um, new manager Joe Madden. Um, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking good things for the Angels, but uh, all they have done is disappoint, sitting at 8-17 and 17 in fourth place. Uh, they're not playing great baseball. They only have mm-hmm. one good pitcher, Dylan Bundy, who he didn't do too great his last start a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've been a pretty big disappointment, I would say. Yeah, it's crazy to think about how you have the best player in baseball and a MVP caliber player in Anthony Rendon. Uh, and then Dylan Bundy has been like, a top five player or top five pitcher in baseball right. this year, and they're at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. They just <laughs> don't have depth beside that. They have nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, how bad is the rest of your team when you can have a generational talent in Mike Trout, who's a no doubt Hall of Famer mm-hmm. at the age of 28? <laughs> yeah. And Anthony Rendon, who's a World Series champion, MVP caliber player, like I said, all star, you know, everything. And then Dylan Bundy has been great, came out of nowhere. Then you also have Shohei Otani, who, right. I mean, obviously he's hurt now, but another really, really great player. Yeah. They're, the rest of that team is just so bad. Yeah, like, uh, no disrespect to Albert Pujols, but obviously, you know, him as a DH, he's old. He's kind of, you know, he's way yeah. past his productive years. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a guy in there, Justin Upton, who's definitely past his prime. Yeah. Um, Tommy LaStella is a decent player. Mm-hmm. Um, Angelton Simmons obviously is great defensively, but he's not really a hitter. No. And they just brought up Joe Adele yep. recently. I think he's been doing all right. I haven't taken a look at uh, his stats or anything. I haven't seen anything uh, scrolling through like MLB Twitter right. about him. He hasn't been lighting up the, the, the stats or yeah. anything, but I don't think he's doing that bad. No, but. I don't think he's doing like terrible or anything mm-hmm. like that. But they're just, they've just been disappointing. It's yeah. sad to see, yeah. honestly, because I was, I was hoping for big things this year. But uh, that just goes to prove our point earlier. You can have as good a hitters as you want, two of the best hitters in all of baseball, but they don't have pitching and they can't win games. Yeah, it's bad. I don't, I don't know what their farm system looks like under Joe Adele, but they, they need help. They need a lot of. Help. They need a lot of help. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't see it being this year for them. I didn't see them being this bad. Mm-hmm. But they, they have spent a lot of money between Rendon, Otani, Trout. They don't have to. I mean, Trout's the highest played player in baseball. Yeah, rightfully so. And L, the Angels might be in L.A., but they're you know technically in L.A. Mm-hmm. But they're not a big market. So right. I don't know what they're going to do to attract 
some big name players, and if they could even afford to attract any more big name exactly players, exactly with the the deals they just gave to some of these guys. T- yeah, technically they were a player in the Garrett Cole situation, mm-hmm. but were they going to be able to shell out three hundred thirty, three hundred forty million dollars? Right. I don't think, I don't so. think so. You already either. have a four hundred twenty million dollar player in Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. You can't go out and get more studs just by paying, you know, out your ass. Yeah. It's just flooding the market. Exactly. And uh, another thing about the Angels, um, I think it's going to be one of the worst things if the Angels have Mike Trout and they never win anything. That will be one of the worst uses of a generational talent ever. There's never been a worse situation for like that caliber of a player to be in, I don't think. Yeah. At least not in baseball. Right. Like the closest thing I can think of to baseball, the one that pops off the top of my head is Don Mattingly. Because Don Mattingly never made the playoffs until his last season mm-hmm. in New York, which was 1995. Before that, just not a great Don Mattingly is not the same player as Mike Trout, not even close. Right. But Similar situation, okay, he played with this team forever and just never won anything. Yeah. I mean, you could say Dan Marino. Right. He never won a Super Bowl. Uh He went to two, I believe, maybe one, at least one. Never won anything, though. Yeah, you could say the same thing like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, yeah. Barry Sanders is probably the perfect one for that. Yeah. Because Barry never really even got close to a Super Bowl. No. One, they got to one NFC, NFC championship. championship and got smoked by the Washington football team. Yeah. Was it the Washington football or was it the the Cowboys that year? I think it was the Redskins. The Washington football team? Yes. I think it was the Washington <laughs> football team. It was the Redskins team. at that point. It doesn't yeah. matter. But, uh, yeah. that's, that's as close as it gets. Yeah. It's just going to be so, like, I'm almost expecting it to happen just because of the Angels. And are they really going to win anything? And, like, I feel like by the time the Angels are able to finally build something good enough around Mike Trout, he's going to be at the back end of his prime. Because right now he's already 29, turning yeah. 30. And mm-hmm. which that he's, like, in the middle of his prime. Yeah. By the time they're able to get some of these young guys up, you know, he's going to be 33 maybe, 32, 33, 34. Like, that's back end prime. But then again, there really isn't anyone like Mike Trout, so yeah. we don't know how long he's going to be able to produce at the level he is. Yeah. But, I mean, right now is when you want to be competing with him. Yeah. This is now, now is the time when he is at his absolute best. Yep. That's when you want to be at your best. And he's been in the league for eight years. He came up in 2012. You've had eight years to build a contending team around one of the, around the best player in baseball. And you've got nothing to show for it. A wild card playoff appearance in 2014 yeah. where you lost That's immediately. Mm-hmm. And you've got the best player that baseball has seen in a long time. They never pitched. Well, I think it was 2014 was the year they traded for Greinke. If yeah, I that didn't correctly. work out. And it did not work out at all. They lost in the wild card. Greinke went to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they have, they've had nobody. Yeah. They've had nothing. Now they're bringing in Rendon. So, I mean, that looks okay so far, mm-hmm. but that's not helping. They're still 8-17. and 17. Exactly. Like, I, don't, I don't know what you can really even do about that. But Really nothing. They yeah. just They got to pray. They got to pray, pray that they, they made some good draft picks in the last couple of years that are, are going to exactly. come up. They just got to pray. That's it. 
Alright, let's get into the weekly awards. Weekly awards, our favorite little... Uh, I really like the segment. Yeah, the weekly segment. awards are always fun. Uh, would you like to start? I would always love to start. Okay. So, we're going to start with the player of the week. Uh, we're going to go with this guy. Uh, his last name sounds like a weapon. We're talking about from the Toronto Blue Jays, or we could call him the Buffalo Blue Jays. <laughs> it's going to be Randall Grichuk. This is a guy now... Played for St. Louis when he came up. You know, he was pretty good, but then he fell off. I think he went to Toronto, and he just, you know, he wasn't the same hitter. But this season is a little something different for Grichuk. He's slowly creeping up the charts. Uh, this past week, he's been lighting it up. Uh, he was 11 for 26 this week, 423 average. Six homers, which uh, led the week. Uh, no one else had six. He was at the top. 14 RBIs and a 1.192 slugging. This guy has been tearing the absolute cover off of the baseball. Um, Randall Grichuk's my player of the week. He is locked down right now. And now on the other side of the ball, my pitcher of the week. Uh, I believe he was already my pitcher of the week one time, but I just got to keep giving this guy props. I can't talk about this guy enough. It's Lance Lynn from the Texas Rangers. If there's any big surprises for pitching this season, you can't not talk about Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn has never really been a bad pitcher, but he's never been a good pitcher where he's constantly into the discussion as one of the top pitchers in the league. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This guy, right this week, all right, 16 and a third inning pitched. 12 strikeouts, which, you know, over two starts, six a game. Not terrible, not great. Not bad. But pretty decent. But both of them are quality starts. He's got five quality starts on the season. Um... Given up, he gave up 10 hits, which that's not great either. But over two starts, five hits, that's that's pretty good, Yeah, I think. Um, on the season, he's 3-0, five quality starts, like I said, 1.37 ERA, which is the best in baseball right now. Um, this guy's playing great. I absolutely love seeing Lance Lynn play great. The big Lance Lynn, he's, he's doing some good things. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been, he, uh, last year was kind of a resurgent year for him. Before that, yeah, nothing like too special out of him. Just kind of a good, solid, innings-eater kind of pitcher. But, yeah, he's putting it together. I kind of saw it coming, you know, after what he did last year. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he's he's showing up. He's showing out. I like it. Lance Lynn is just playing some ball, man. He is. Lynn's a winner. Uh, so, this week I have, for my Player of the Week award... I have Mr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Interesting choice. He is on fire right now. He had an insane week from a Grand Slam on what? Monday? Tuesday? I think, so. I think it was Monday night. It was either Monday night or so. Tuesday, yeah. Uh, to he had... Uh, a couple stolen bases. He has six stolen bases, which is tied for first in, I believe, either MLB or the National League. But, yeah, tied for first in MLB. He has 12 home runs. He is batting 317 with a 393 on-base percentage, a 731 slugging, and a 1.124 OPS. He is just ripping the cover off the ball he is doing it with style and flair he's doing it all i absolutely adore this man right now 
Which, I mean, he did some things that we are going to be talking about in prob- probably a, a couple minutes. minutes. Just a few minutes. He is, he is my no doubt player of the week. Now, for my pitcher of the week, I have, uh, this is kind of a guy that you either love him or you hate him. Uh, he's got the best ERA in baseball so far through just, he's only started four games. But this would be Mr. Trevor Bauer. .68 ERA, 3-0 record in four games, four quality starts, uh, two complete games, by the way, two shutouts. Ooh. Pitched 26 in the third. He's allowed eight hits. He's allowed two runs, two home runs. Only has seven walks, 41 strikeouts, whip of .57, and an opposing average of .093. Man. Trevor Bauer, if you look at his stats from like last year and the years before, not he's always been very talented and he's shown his stuff. But last year he had like a six nine three ERA, like he was yeah. really really bad. And yeah, he lost it last year. And he's a guy that is all over Twitter. Obviously, I don't know if you saw his tweet about the cleats he was going to wear yesterday I during his start. Those. Free Joe Kelly on it. Free Joe Kelly. MLB wouldn't let him wear it. They said they were going to take him off the mound or whatever. They wouldn't let him pitch if he wore him. What right. the hell? That, to wear to say that you are going to wear those cleats and then say, hey, if you do that, we're going to you know fine you and take you off the mound. And then to go out there and just shove a complete game shutout right up their ass, that's that takes some fucking balls. Yeah. I absolutely love him. That is some gangster shit. I, he's, <laughs> he's kind of annoying. I can see, like, some of the stuff he does, like, people could get mad. It's very... Right. He's very opinionated. He's very opinionated, but he's so funny, so good yeah. for the game. And he is just pitching lights out right now, so that's my pitch of the week. Yeah, he's like a personality that this sport really needs. Exactly. Like, he's not a big name or anything, no. but when it comes to at least social people on social media, so a lot mm-hmm. of younger fans and just people around the baseball world... Mm-hmm. They all know who Trevor Bauer is. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our special. Our special awards. awards. So for my special award, this is a uh, a nod to a commercial that some of you may have seen. This is the, oh, you almost had it. You got to be quicker than that award. That's going to be Kenta Maeda for the Minnesota Twins. If you haven't already guessed it, you didn't already know, Kenta Maeda took a no-hitter into the ninth inning this past week and unfortunately lost it um he was pitching great this guy he gave it up he almost had it gave up a hit on the first batter of the ninth inning and he was taken out they did end up getting the win still but uh that's the closest thing to a no hitter we've got this season mm-hmm. he was so close he almost had it poor kenta maeda so close, but so far. It hurts that the guy that hit what well, Eric Sogard. I believe it so. was just a little little dribbler. And Not, it always seems just to be a, that too. It's just a little flubber into the outfield, got over the second baseman's hand. Hate to see it. That's like the most popular thing that happens with no hitters or perfect games. It ends on some shit like that. A blooper. It's, yeah. A little bloop single. That's the same I remember a Justin Verlander start. It was like the eighth or ninth inning. And some guy just hit a little dribbler off the middle, and Johnny Peralta couldn't get it. I think that was uh, when they were playing the Pirates. It was Josh Harrison. Yeah. He hit a little uh, grounder up the middle right under Peralta's glove. Yep. He couldn't get it. I think that was was the one he took to the ninth with two outs. 
I Harrison was the last out. Like that, yeah. That's that. Yep. I couldn't imagine being that close and uh, just not getting it. Or like I just seen a thing. This is off topic, sort of, but I just saw the uh, a video about when Max Scherzer had the perfect game with two outs uh, and yeah. Jose Tabata leaned into the pitch, took the hit. I remember watching that live. That was such bullshit. That was. Just let him walk right back to the right. Walk him right back into the batter's box. That's not allowed. Yeah, and that was years ago. No one's letting him live it down. Still, I saw some video recently with Jose Tabata, and all yeah. the Twitter comments were roasting him for leaning into the pitch. So, yeah. the baseball fans have not let him live that down. No, they're not going to let him live that down for a while. I don't think. All right, what do you got? My weekly award is going to go into our next topic that I would like to talk about, and I call it the if you don't like it pitch better award okay the san diego padres hit three grand grants gland <laughs> three grand slams in the series against the rangers so you had tatis hit his grand slam very very controversial controversial grand slam mm-hmm. on monday night tuesday uh will myers in like the first inning It's a grand slam. And then last night, in the bottom of the ninth, Manny Machado hits a walk-off grand slam. That's insane. They're just the Padres, man. The Padres' (laughs) offense is addicted to hitting grand slams. They're hungry for a grand salami sandwich. And just keep eating. It all started, I mean, Tatis, you can say what you want about it. They were up seven. Right. Whatever. Seven in like the eighth inning. It's a 3-0 count with the bases loaded, and he threw him a meatball right in a spot where he loves it. Mm-hmm. And he just poked it over the right field wall. And then they fucking throw the ball behind Machado. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what, Woodland or whatever the manager, I don't remember what his first name is. I don't remember his name either. Woodland, the manager of the Rangers, like, yeah, I thought it was Bush League or whatever like that. You shouldn't do that in this game. And then Jay Stingler uh, says basically the same thing. He's like, yeah, Tatis shouldn't have done that. I'm going to have to talk to him about it. Like, it's a fucking grand slam. Mm -hmm. You're up by seven. The Padres bullpen recently has not been good. A seven-run lead can go away yeah. in the blink of an eye. Absolutely, it can. You have teams like the Mets that did it last year to the Nats. They allowed like nine runs in one inning and mm-hmm. lost. The Yankees did it to the Red Sox once. They they scored like nine runs in the ninth inning and won. Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. Seven runs is not some insurmountable amount of no, runs. absolutely not. So what if he hits a grand slam? He didn't even, he wasn't, oh, he didn't fucking flip his bat Tim Anderson right. style and say like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. I just hit a grand slam. He just walked around. He went around the bases. Yeah, just did something. Hit a grand slam. He just did his thing. Like, when you're in a 60-game season, there is no reason at any point, whatever the score is, you should be taking your foot off the pedal. Exactly. There is no reason because every game counts, mm-hmm. especially for San Diego right now. They're, uh, they're in third place. I think they're still behind Colorado. Yep. Um, but they're right there with that one, two, three. And that's very important that they get that too, right yeah. now because it's one and two, and then wild cards, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think they don't want to be a wild card; they want that too. So yeah. it's very important for them to win games. So for their manager to make Tatis like apologize for that, yeah. when, like you said, a seven-run lead can go his way like that. Yeah, take every run that you can get. And and my other thing is, how are you going to tell 
any of your best players that they need to like take an at bat off, even if it's like an unwritten rule. Yeah. Like, okay, it's a three zero count, so he takes the pitch. Sure, next at bat or, or next pitch, he hits a grand slam. There's no difference. It's still a grand slam just yeah. because it's a three zero count. Doesn't matter. If you're gonna give anyone a pitch to hit, they can swing. They should be able to swing. Yeah, like that's. I think that's a really dumb unwritten rule. Like, mm-hmm. the best players don't take at bats off. They don't. No, and they shouldn't. Nobody should take an at bat off. No, because you're talking absolutely. about this. These are important things. A guy that every at-bat counts because it all goes into you know contract negotiations mm-hmm. and all-star ballots and MVP votes and stuff like that every at-bat matters so to tell somebody I can see if he did have the take sign on a 3-0 pitch then yeah he should have took the pitch right technically yeah listen to your coach but if you hit a grand slam on it and I'm the coach and said, hey, take this pitch. But he sees it in his hot spot. He's like, screw that. I'm swinging. Like, sorry, coach. I'm swinging. If he swings and he hits into a double play, yeah, I'm going to be mad. Hey, you got to listen. You like, know, don't take do that, that again, pitch. But, yeah. But nice. Good job. Exactly. If you hit a great song, I'm be like, all right, you got it. You, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you're good. It's like, I wish you would have listened, but I'll take it. Yeah. It's like, now, now go apologize. To go, yeah, to go like, out in public. And during the media time to go and criticize him for it is not right. It was something that probably should have been kept in-house, not something that should have been all over Twitter and social media, everything. It's just a terrible way of handling their situation. Mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. I just, I, I hate the whole way that it was handled. I hate the situation. It's just a grand slam. I mean, I hate the unwritten rules in general. It's I so stupid. There's like, a reason they're unwritten. Exactly. <laughs> if there were a written rule, then they should be followed. Yeah. Like, there's certain unwritten rules that are like, okay, like, you really shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But one like that, like, if, okay, if it was like they're up by 12 or something, then, you know, take the pitch. Yeah. They're You'll only up probably... by seven. All that takes is for them to go out there the next inning. They hit a grand slam, right? They get yeah. walk, base it, basic. Grand Slam. Yep. Then it's a three-run lead. Yeah. And then there's zero outs. Then you got to bring your closer in. Yeah. And then they can just hit a bloop single, maybe a double, yep. another home run, the game's tied. Bloop and a, a couple bloops and a blast, and it's tied. And then you're like, oh, shit, I really hope he, wish he hit that Grand Slam. Yeah. It would have been a whole different picture if that would have been the case. And it's really stupid that it comes from the Rangers because the Rangers have two games against the Orioles in the last, like, ten years. They won a game against the Orioles, like, 30-3. to three. Yeah. It was 30-3. to three. They scored like 16 runs in the seventh inning. Yeah. It was already over. And they're talking over here like, oh, he should take his foot off the gas. Yeah. You guys like, oh, be- that's that's Bush League. That's stupid. You're already winning. I can see like the rule like, hey, if you're up by like five or six in the sixth or seventh inning, you probably don't need to steal a base. Exactly. That's one of them. Stealing like. bases yeah. is different than yeah. hitting grand slams, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just. Like, if you don't want to give up a grand slam, don't throw hittable pitches like that. To the best player in the lineup. Then fucking walk him, yeah. Exactly. If you don't want to give up the grand slam, then just throw it in the dirt and let him have his base then. Give up yeah. the one run. Mm-hmm. Stupid. So stupid. Uh, I think the one of the last things that we have on our menu today <laughs> is a couple of debuts yeah. that were made. There was um, three debuts actually made. Well, technically four, because Christian 
Pache yeah. made his debut with the Braves yesterday. Uh, the Tigers had three. Yeah. So Tuesday you had Isaac Paredes mm-hmm. gets brought up, played third base. He played third base yesterday. Yeah. He looked all right. He had a nice little two-run single in yeah. his first game. I think that's been his only hit so far since he's been brought up. But you know what? It's been like eight at-bats. It's all yeah. right. He's no, okay. He's no worse than Jimer Candelario. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Which I thought when I forgot about the CJ Crone injury, I thought Candelario was going to be on the bench or like DFA'd. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, he plays first now. Yeah. Damn. Like, oh, can't get rid of this guy. They couldn't get rid of Candelario. <laughs> <laughs> he's still in there. But um, school, Tarek Skubal yep. made his debut Tuesday. Didn't look good. No. By any means. But it's a debut. Yeah. You're going to hit and like, you're going to miss. Yeah, it's not every good prospect is going to come out and light up the charts immediately. Yeah. Like, Scooble, he only threw two innings, seven hits, four runs allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, they took him out. You know, only one strikeout, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not thinking too much into this right now. It's only his first start. This guy's mm-hmm. got a lot of potential. He's, he's a great left-handed prospect that yeah. uh, the Tigers have. Um, I'm definitely going to be paying close attention to his next two, three, or four mm-hmm. starts because uh, – garden hire our manager he said uh these guys aren't just here like to see how they can do these guys are here to stay yeah. as long as they play good mm-hmm. like this isn't just some random spot start yeah so i think school is probably gonna have like five like maybe four or five starts really to, mm-hmm. to see what he's got whether he belongs up here yet or if he yeah. needs some more time mm-hmm. um so we're definitely gonna be watching school but on the other hand um the number one guy uh the debut of the week we had casey mize yeah uh, the Tigers fans were going crazy all season to free Casey Mize, bring him up, mm-hmm. and they finally did. Um, I wouldn't say he disappointed. Um, I don't think no. I don't think he met a lot of people's expectations, but that's just because everyone loves to have super high expectations yeah. for the best player. Yep. Um, didn't play great, but didn't play bad by any means. Uh, four and a third innings pitched, gave up seven hits, three runs. Um, seven strikeouts, which mm-hmm. there was some stat. I think it was like the most by any rookie in their first like career start in uh, some amount of years. I don't remember yeah. what it said. It was something along those lines, though. Gotcha. But uh, he still looked pretty good, though. He yeah. Had some strikeout pitches working. Um, so I think for that being a first start, I think that's pretty damn good. I if you allow three runs or less in any start, you're a very good starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you only went four and a third, but to get seven strikeouts in four and a third, that's almost two an inning. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Scooble didn't look great, but it's a debut, and they're you know what Mize is like twenty one years old. Twenty three. Twenty three. Is he twenty three? Yeah. He just oh, I thought 23. he was younger than that. Hmm, I think Scooble's the young one. I thought I think... Scooble. Uh, I think Scoobles like twenty four. Is he? I know Mize for sure. I promise you, twenty three. Yeah, but uh, interesting. Yeah. And you know, too, let's not forget who they're playing too. They're playing one of the best hitting yeah. teams in the league right and now, and they're hot right now. Like yeah. you throw them to the wolves, literally just mm-hmm. have have fun, have fun against exactly. that killer lineup of the White Sox. So for that being their first start, you know, they got uh, they got rattled a little bit, got mm-hmm. their their cage shooken a little bit. But uh, I think both of them are definitely going to bounce back in an even better way. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting, I wouldn't say big things, but I'm expecting, you know, a steady rise. You know, I think over the course of the next couple starts, they're going to be, you know, increase, get better, yeah. uh, really settle in mm-hmm. to their, uh, their new home. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Scooble. I like him a lot, especially as a lefty. Um, 
you know, they really needed another lefty mm-hmm. in that rotation. And Mize, obviously, everybody has the huge expectations. Uh, I don't know what they have for, like, a pitch count for them or anything right now, but four and a third in your first start, obviously probably still building up innings for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get five innings out of Mize every five days and he allows, like, three runs or less, then I would feel very, very good yeah. I about think that, where he's at. Mm-hmm. You know, if Mize can be your solid four or five starter for this team this year, then you're happy because he's mm-hmm. young and he's got, you know, seven years left till he's a free agent. So, right. you know, have fun. Just exactly. hope he's, you know, decent. Mm-hmm. So if you can have Mize and Scooble as your two and three or your one and two, mm-hmm. and then you still have Matt Manning and Alex yeah. Fido and stuff. The guys coming up eventually. I really want to um I'll, I'll be interested to see if they bring up Riley Green at any point in this year too. Yeah, he's someone that uh's kind of been forgotten about mm-hmm. um with with all the hype around Mize and uh Torkelson being drafted. Riley Green is uh he's really good. He's looked really good from what I've seen, yeah. Yeah, he's I I remember uh, I believe it was this year's um beginning of training camp when you know before COVID started early March. Um, Ron Gardenhire was saying, like, man, you got to get him away from me because he's going to mess around and make the team. Because yeah. he was like, you know, he doesn't want to bring him up right now because, you know, he's, he's young. Obviously, he's like trying to make them develop and keep yeah. that service time. He was like, you got to, I can't watch him hit anymore because he's just lights out. Yeah. I mean, if you put Riley Green on that team, I bet he's at least like the fourth best hitter just yeah. immediately. Just right now. Yeah. Literally right now, 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, the kid's good. The kid can yeah. play. All right. Um, we got a little bit of time left here. Probably we got our weekly predictions and yeah. then may talk about um, who we think will be a riser and a faller. Okay. Upcoming. So uh, I'm going to go with a prediction first. Mm-hmm. My prediction for the week, I'm going to go out and say that uh, Boston, they're not going to win a game this week. Oh, we're, we were talking about them earlier, how bad that they have been. One and nine in their last ten. I think they are in the midst of a torrential ice age, and uh, they. I think they're just gonna fall off. The Red Sox. They will not win a game this week. I like that prediction. I really do. That's that's a fun one. I want to <laughs> see who they play this week. Um, let's see. So Boston plays a series starting today. They play Baltimore in four, and the Jays in three. I think they're getting, they're getting swept by Baltimore. Baltimore's not bad. They're not. They're 12 and 12, and Toronto's 11 and 11. That's both much, much better than Boston. I'm going to say, because by the time next podcast, uh, they're not going to win another game. So they're going to be, you said a four game set against Baltimore and a three game set against Toronto? Yep. So they will be 7 and 25 when we were to record this podcast. Correct. Oof. That'd be bad. That's my weekly prediction for the Red Sox. What do you got? I don't know if I can beat that, but, <laughs> uh, you know, weekly prediction, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to think of one. Just just don't drop the ball and say some guy like G-Man Choi is going to hit a cycle. I'm not going to do anything like that. Because that was just a dumb choice. You know what I'm going to say? What are you going to say? Is, uh, I think... That San Diego is going to keep this Grand Slam streak alive. I think they're mm-hmm. going to hit. So they're at three games in a row currently. 
Yes. I think they're going to do another three. I think they're going to hit Grand Slam in six straight. Wow. I want to keep, I want to see them keep it alive. Does Tatis hit another one? Oh, Tatis is at at least hitting one of them. He (laughs) might hit two of them at this point. I don't know. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Tatis hitting another Grand Slam. (laughs) They're going to have six Grand Slams in a row. I see it. I mean, they are hot. They are hot. They are so good right now in that lineup. I mean, I want to see it. I want to see three more games with a Grand Slam out of them. I want to see it happen. Um, probably last thing, do a riser and a faller right. and then get out of here. Sure. So I'm going to have uh, my riser. Mm-hmm. As a team, uh, they're always slept on. They started the season very badly. But now they're, uh, they're starting to turn things around, and that's going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're sitting at fourth place right now. They're thirteen and twelve. They just crept above five hundred. Um, seven and three in their last ten. They did lose their last game, so they're on a losing streak technically. But that's uh, a team. They're getting hot. Kettle Marte's playing good. Starling Marte's playing good. Um, all around, they're starting to turn it around in general. Um, that was a team I know you liked yep. a lot going into this season. So uh, I think uh, they're going to be rising and. Uh, they're going to take that spot that Colorado is currently holding, I think. Because Colorado's falling, it's a perfect time for Arizona to rise up. It is. And that's I, I said they were going to finish in second place in that division and make mm-hmm. the playoffs. And, I, uh, you know, I saw it. I saw it coming. I really did. Do they do they keep it up? I hope so. Mm-hmm. I really like that team. That team is a fun team. Um, You know, I really... Would like to see, and that division is probably the most competitive division there is this this year so far. Mm-hmm. You have four teams above five hundred. Even San Francisco, ten and sixteen, that's not great, but that's on par with you know other teams like the Royals and stuff. They're not bottom of the barrel, but they're you know close. Right. Um, I think my riser this week is going to be. It's a tough one. It's a tough one this week, but. I think I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals. That would have been my other choice, yeah. They're starting to get back in the swing of things, playing more baseball. Uh, do I think that dude do, do I think that's a good choice by me? That's debatable. <laughs> but I like that team. They're a good team. I expect them to be better than six and seven. I think when we come back, they're gonna be at least two games over five hundred. Okay. All right. What about a faller before we get out of here? Quick faller. Uh, I hate to I hate to say it, but I'm going to say the Chicago Cubs. I absolutely love them. They're my home not my hometown team, but they're my favorite team. Yep. But uh, right now we're not playing the best baseball. Um, we're 16 and eight, top of the division still. Um, I could see we're probably going to. I think this week we're probably going to lose more games than we win. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're still going to be above 500. But uh, I'm going to take the Cubs as my unfortunate faller for this week. I like that. You know, it's going off of what I said a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, you can kind of see it coming with what they've done the last week or so. And that's why I'm going to kind of go off of what we've seen from this team over the last week has not been up to par of what they've been so far. So my faller is going to be the Oakland A's. Okay. Uh, they were 6-4 and four last week. They've won one in a row. Nothing too special. Oakland started out super hot. They were like 13-4 and four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of fell off. You know, still great. Still very good team. I think when we come back next week, 
Oakland will be in second place. Oh. And Houston's going to retake that okay. top spot. That's a good prediction. I hope it's not true because I want to see Oakland win that division. Yeah. But I just kind of see it happening. So, you know, we'll see All what right. happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, we will see you guys next week. See you next week.